So I'm at this skate yesterday, and there's this phenomenon at stick time, like, you know, kind of open ice, like not quite pickup hockey, but where they just let you, you know, there are nets and pucks, and you pay a small fee, and you get an hour mm-hmm. and a half on the ice, basically. And mm-hmm. the, what, what goes down a lot of days is if there are a lot of folks there, and they'll play a competitive game on half of mm-hmm. the ice, which is not allowed at stick time. It's expressly written, no games, no teaching. Well, sometimes it's fun, though, that these games get going, and you can jump in the game. Nobody will ever say, no, you can't play. But in this particular case, I found a few other guys like myself, and we got to just three of us just passing and moving and passing and moving, and, like, I was trying things out. So even though it was slow and kind of plodding, I had this start to put a couple of the jigsaw pieces together moment. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it was such a thrill. Uh, Hockey brings me such great joy, even if it's in slow motion. That's all. I just wanted to share that, that rink story with you. Mm. It's a great sport. It sure is. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, and it saves me. It also, sometimes I get so deep into watching these games, not just the Penguins, especially down the stretch this time of year. Like last night was, that's how you know the playoffs are really coming, is when you start to care about other games, not only for the fact that they might affect your playoff standings, but like, ooh, this game versus the second wild card team in the west versus the top team in the in the central and it's just exciting to watch that because there are implications that don't even affect the penguins mm-hmm. that is a, a great feeling because then i start to fall in love with the game again because oh my gosh look at that jonathan Druen play or look at this save by jack campbell or oh my god Connor mcdavid or in the wild uh wild cracking game last night you know the wilder up Four nothing, five nothing, and it's it's boring. But I'm still watching Mark Andre Fleury succeed, and all these other sub stories that go on. Hockey is definitely a little bit more magical in the late stages of March, early April, going into the spring and summer. There's just something about it because the the stakes get a little bit higher, and the weather's getting a little bit warmer. A lot of really cool things. Or, or good moments. A lot of really yeah. good moments coincide with each other. And for me, in terms of the calendar year, the start of playoff hockey is second only to Christmas. Those <laughs> two seasons are my favorite of favorites of the entire year. It's and I've, I've <laughs> talked a lot with a lot of people recently about the Penguins and that game on Saturday against the Caps and. Going into it, how it was kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't really know if I care if they miss the playoffs altogether. Maybe this year it would be good for them to miss it. But as soon as I parked my car and started walking towards the arena Saturday night, I was like, nope, absolutely not. It will be unacceptable if this team misses the playoffs right. because I, Jordan, personally need playoff hockey in my life. And that crowd was electric and just watching other games not even games that matter to the penguins it's just electric and this is when the sport really 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 shines yeah bring us into that jordan you were you were there for this caps at penguins 
It really was insane. <sighs> what a game to watch it, even on TV, but you were mm-hmm. in the you were in the rink. It sure was. And I'll tell you what, it, there were more Caps fans there than I was comfortable with, but mm. it was probably at at least a 60-40 split Pens fans, may, probably closer to 70-30. It felt like there was a lot of red, but really there, wow. there wasn't as much. I I tend to uh, make make things, I blow things out of proportion in mm-hmm. my brain. So uh, I saw maybe like, I, I don't even know, 5,000 Caps fans there. And That's I was a like, lot. Yeah, that unacceptable. But but the the crowd itself was just, our energy level was through the roof. And that's mm. always the way it is against the Capitals. And I, I have been to a handful of games at PPG against the Capitals. So I knew what, I sort of knew what to expect going in, but it's always just such a, a different thing living it out as opposed to just remembering how it is or thinking about it in theory. And, yeah. oh, goodness, I'll tell you what, it was. It was electric from before the very first puck drop, and mm. yeah, it, we we were loud. We made our presence known, and the first period was kind of meh. They, both teams were sort of at a stalemate, but the Pens really opened up the floodgates in period number two, and then let the Caps back into it in period three. We know how it turned out, but yeah, it it was. Interesting because I mean they really let him back into it. It was they it really wa- did. Not only did they sacrifice the entire lead, they they totally blew the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say I'd never really felt like the Penguins were in danger of losing it, but at three to three, that's just not true. Like yeah. I, I figured they probably were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. You you give up three goals. What happens there is that Ovi, in his quest to match or beat Wayne Gretzky's goal right. scoring record, is going to, you know, some one one of the defensemen who are playing up like a Chad Ruedel or whomever who had had an infraction like that that led to a loss recently, if not a number of them, late in games, they're going to commit a stupid penalty. And yep. Ovi's going to go to the power play and we're going to lose in regulation. That mm-hmm. That's kind of, of course, it pretty much went just about the opposite direction. And that result and that scene that unfolded, and I'll let you describe it. To anybody that didn't see the Caps game, gather around. Because Jordan's about, Jordan's about to break time. down yeah. what happened here. What, so how, just just, just share, share, the, yeah. share the scene that unfolded, please. So... Every single matchup against Washington has this kind of energy. And there's always a give and take. There's always a back and forth. There's always an extra level of intensity. So I was talking to a coworker yesterday about the game. We were both there. And I said, I made some kind of comment about how that it wasn't abnormal for the Penguins to give up that kind of a lead against the Capitals because they're always is sort of it's it's such a heated rivalry and those games are so stress inducing Mm -hmm. the the thing that made it frustrating is that that's been the penguins mo the whole season so if if that had been one singular instance of them giving up a late game lead no it's their identity 
Exactly. That it is would, their It wouldn't identity. have been a big deal, but it was a big deal. And so uh, everybody could sense it coming. The Caps fans in my section were obnoxious as all get out as really? soon as they, they tied it up. It, huh? Oh, they were going for it. They were like, finally, it's a game, it's a game, it's a game. And we were like, can oh. you please just sit down? Sit down and shut up also. Thank you. But yeah, yeah so I I was sort of anticipating one of two things happening. Either the Capitals are going to take the lead and win it in regulation, or it's going to go to overtime and they're going to win in overtime because the mm. Penguins just have not been good at three-on-three -three hockey. So I was... This was one of those games where I know that I mentioned not too long ago that uh, we were up. We had we had an, a lead at the end of the second period, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm leaving. Either either they're going to seal the deal and win this game, or they're going to blow it, and I don't want to be here to watch that, so I'm just going to go home and go to bed. Was it the, the Isles game? Um, I think maybe. When I, was, I was away, right? And. I'm trying to remember if that was the it one. It might but. have been the Isles, but I don't feel like it was the Isles. It may yeah, have been somebody yeah. else. But I'm ultimately, they ended up losing that game, and I was glad Oof. I left early. However, going into this game against the Caps, I determined beforehand. I, there was no part of me that wanted to leave early, but I had predetermined <laughs> I'm not leaving early. No matter what okay. happens, I'm staying to the end of this game. Well, because you, so, you could say you just simply – can't stand the possibility that they you'd be there to witness this heartbreaker of a loss. And as a lifelong fan, I mean, I don't see any harm done there. But you no, said absolutely not. I'm and, and I've done it, it before. Out. I'm here but, for the team. I'm going to yeah. be here to the bitter end. Tonight. And because I know that Caps games are always intense, I just was like, I don't want to miss it. I yeah. with with the end of this particular rivalry between Crosby and Ovechkin. I just, I want to see as much action as I possibly can. So mm -hmm. win or lose, I'm here to the end. So I was just kind of sinking into my seat thinking, all right, here we go. This is mm. going to, this is going to be bleak, but we're here for it. We're going to see what happens. And it was just, it was a long game of particularly Malkin and Latang making very errant passes that, led to opportunities for the Capitals. So it, I, a few yeah. players were guilty of that. I remember oh, yeah. this one in the Penguins zone, POJ tracking the puck down behind DeSmith's net, pulling some kind of a spinorama move yep. and just firing it up into the slot. And luckily the player that the caps player that, that intercepted the pass was opposite handed. So couldn't get a shot off right at that moment. Yeah. And I was like, otherwise, that, that could have been the go-ahead right there. The the passing, the puck control was just not great the whole time. So it just kind of felt like that's going to be our downfall. Something is going to happen. A player is going to make a stupid pass or try to force something and thread the needle, and it's going to turn into an opportunity for the Caps, and then we're going to lose it. Little did I know, mm. little did any of us know, that the opposite was going to be true. So, yeah, it was... It seriously, it it was up and down in terms of noise level because we were so so hype and into it, and then the Penguins gave up a three goal lead, and we it was dead. It was like pin drop territory. Oof, we that's it was the bad. worst. It was bad. Feeling. We were like, okay, we want to get into it. We want to disrupt this game in the ways that we can, but also like deflating the 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 helium was let out of the balloon. We were just like, oh geez, okay, here we go again, but. 
but yes, the Capitals ended up getting lazy with the puck. They weren't paying attention. I can't remember who it was on their side because I seriously, it was like a whirlwind. Anthony in, in, Mantha. Anthony Mantha. Yep, he had the puck. He was skating out of their zone, and Gino said, "Nope, I'll take it." And immediately, as soon it Niet. was like. Everybody was anticipating it almost because oh. as soon as Gino converged on that puck, the the row in front of me stood up oh. and I stood up and we were we were like bated breath waiting to see what happened. And then Gino shot it and it went in and we lost our minds. It was one oh. of the best games, most stressful but one of the best games that I have ever watched live because that was exactly what we needed. It's exactly what their playoff hopes needed. And it, it's what the that. team needed. Look at, we talked about Sid's reaction on the bench, oh, bench to that if, goal. Listeners, what? if you have not seen, if you have, you, I'm sure you see, you've seen, if you're a big Penguins fan, you've seen Malkin down to one knee, pumping the air with his fists, just so satisfied. Obviously, he must have put some kind of poison in the food that he served to all the Russians from the right. capitals he had over his house the previous night. But if you haven't seen <laughs> Sid Crosby's reaction on the bench, he headbutts Ricard Raquel, sends him straight to concussion protocol, mm -hmm. uh, Swedish concussion protocol specifically. Right. And then on the other side of him is some other penguin that no one's ever heard of named like, I don't know, Jake Gensel or something. I can't remember who something. it was. <laughs> and Irrelevant. He, you know it, but Sid's face I mean I've never seen him other than the gold he you know what that was the golden goal face he yep. made the golden goal face if you know that and I'm sure you do any hockey fan knows Sidney Crosby crouched down with no helmet or stick or gloves just pumping the air and that look on his face of mm -hmm. pure Canadian pride and hockey triumph it's ecstasy yeah that's the level of celebration that was on the captain's face jordan i mean so good and you know what you just reminded me of a game the most hmm, arguably the most exciting sporting event i've ever been at which was a, a loss for the penguins but ex i said exciting sporting event and it was being in madison square garden for three goals against in less than three minutes mm. We lost the game and it was hell in a sense, but I was in Madison Square Garden with not room for a mouse to squeeze into the building with the home team and their fans losing their gourds at three goals in less than three minutes. So where I'm, where I'm going with this is simply, do, do Penguins fans, did the team themselves, especially Gino, who was the top dog on the ice when all that went down in New York that night because Sid had been taken out of the game at that point by the elbow. Mm. So Gino leads the Penguins back onto the ice for the third period as the, you know, the top guy. He He's the leader out there at that moment. And he has to watch that all go down. He can't help. He can't plug the hole. He can't stop the flood. The Rangers turned it around and they turned the whole thing around. They won mm -hmm. the series. Well, last night, last night, a couple of nights back at PPG Paints Arena, what you just described so beautifully, Jordan, is, is so many things for the Pens. I mean, they didn't perform as well as they did in Colorado or Dallas mm -hmm. or, Otto, or against the Senators. They didn't. It was a good game. It was a bit of more of a, of a 
fire wagon type of situation in the sense just back and forth. A lot of chances. I mean, a lot of grade A chances for the Capitals. The Penguins did not, as you as you alluded to earlier, did not have the finest defensive performance against mm-hmm. the Capitals. But I don't think anyone in the building from the coaching staffs of either team to Bork and Getzoff up in the booth to the TV side to you and me, I don't think anyone was focused on that because Mm -mm. it's like, you know, a lot has been made recently of Caps and Penguins fans beginning to at least on a ceremonial level celebrate, you know, the legacy of this matchup a bit and want to see Ovechkin reached the goal. Now the you know crowd cheering him when they showed eight hundred two beating you know Gordy. And Howe. you know what? As they as we should have that like. So there, who cares? There whether were it's people a great throwing fits on Twitter and people in the section who people booed at first for Ovi, yeah. and that I was okay with that. But I was also really happy that we cheered for him because yeah. he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And if you can't respect that, who cares? Who freaking cares if Capitals fans wouldn't cheer for Sidney Crosby? Their fans are trash. Do you really want to be like Caps fans? Nope. No, you and don't. Not all their fans. Be classier. And not, not all their all fans are Cap- trash. Yeah, I know you're not saying that either. Yeah. But not all those Cap and and Capitals fans rank high compared to some other fan bases. As On the far trash as like, meter, they do. Yes. Th- meaning, <laughs> wait a minute. You mean the great levels of trash? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. But I will say that there, I can think of at least two in in the Rangers and the Flyers, and there's got to be more who are worse than the Capitals. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say so. I've been around some annoying hockey fans. I'd say Boston Pride fans are pretty lousy in the PHF. I'm tired of them taking over rinks. And I'm actually, by the way, congrats. We didn't ever said this. In fact, I think this is our first podcast since it occurred. Toronto Six. Isabel Cup champions in the PHF. Congratulations. First ever championship for for the six. Bring in the cup back to, as they call their arena, the six, I believe, where they where they play. Look, the Caps, Penguins game, everybody's excited for fireworks. We got them. And Casey mm-hmm. DeSmith, holy smokes, what a game he played. Yeah. It was good. There were moments that were really, really bad. That first goal where he came out of the crease so far that I thought he was going to leave the the arena altogether. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that was not great. And yeah, on that Ovechkin power play goal, you got, dude, you got to, you got to be ready for that. But the his his big saves saves outweighed his uh, really questionable moments and. I don't think that necessarily oh, the Tom makes Wilson. him a number one. Yeah, right. the Tom, Tom Wilson, Wilson was just goal. in the blue. Was, it just right. it was empty. He had half open of the him. net open for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Now that wasn't shoot. You know what? That wasn't a power play goal, was it? No. Because if the not, the OV one was a power play goal, but the the Wilson one was just poor execution on the part yeah. of everyone. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it, he did. He made some really big saves. It got Especially to the point. on breakaways. Like he he came in clutch on yeah. a lot of moments where he needed to come in clutch. And yep, I think that that bodes well for him. It bodes well for the team. And it bodes well for Tristan Jari, too, because I think that he always plays a little bit better yeah. when he feels the heat coming from behind him. 
Yeah, you're hearkening back when you say that. I'm thinking back to like that that time. Maybe Matt Murray, this is before he was traded. Matt Murray was injured. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the 1718 season. I was on a short little tour and I remember staying in these B&Bs with Richard, my my manager, and we're picking up games on the computer. And the first couple of times that the only two goalies dressed for the Penguins in an NHL game were, were Jarry and DeSmith. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting across this little table in this Airbnb going, Tristan Jarry, I think I was still pronouncing it Jarry, which a lot of people mm. do anyway, but Tristan Jarry and Casey DeSmith, let's look this guy up. And I'm like looking up his record at, was it University of New Hampshire, Southern New Hampshire? I can't remember. I'm so bad. You know, who are these guys? Can we trust them? Mm-hmm. But there's an identity there. They share the WBS roots. Mm-hmm. They've had a, they've had a lot of special experiences together. They definitely Jari and DeSmith definitely root for each other, and I think that's oh, yeah. pa- that's passed down from the flurry trickle down, you know, of, of the recent years where it's like a lot of positivity, a lot of you know, a lot of faith in one another, and and mm-hmm. when you can really feel that based on performance, yeah, I, I got to agree with you there. I mean, what it must be indeed for 35 to 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 know that Casey is rising to the occasion. Somebody on Twitter said, "Here we go." Was it you? I don't know, it might have been you. I can't remember who it was. You know, this is that time of year where Casey started to settle it down last year and was playing mm-hmm. quite well, which was what oh, yeah. was extra frustrating. Yeah. That he wasn't available and that it had to be on the shoulders of of Domingue going into mm-hmm. Oof, man, I just, yeah, it's emotionally exhausting. I mean, yep. back to the fan bases thing for one second. Now, I want to tease a couple of things. First of all, you're listening to Jordan DeFigio, my illustrious co-host here, at Fidge Newton on Twitter. Yours truly, Jeff Taylor, at PensPod underscore JT in the show. Fly Penguins, Fly Game Day podcast episode 2,574 mm-hmm. at Penn's pod on Twitter, on Instagram at fly penguins fly is that I would dare say that out there, there are some capitals fans who themselves like us love the game. They love their superstars. They're not a bag of donuts. Mm-hmm. They're actually thinking to themselves, if we can't get there, then I want to see Crosby get the Penguins at least into the playoffs. They probably do not want to see Sidney Crosby win another Stanley Cup like the Penguins fans do, but I wouldn't even say that necessarily because Sid, like Ovi, is hitting milestones that are beginning to transcend. It started last year when he hit 500 goals and nobody that's not a Flyers fan likes the Flyers. Mm-hmm. So, or Flyers fans. So, no offense out there to the pen Fly Penguins, Fly faithful listeners who are Flyers fans. I can't imagine you exist, but if, in fact, if you're out there, the first Flyers fan to DM us and say that you love our podcast, we'll literally bring you on as a guest. You could talk about the Flyers for five straight minutes. I promise. Hit me up. Oh, Hit that'll us up. be fun. And uh, I bet you that 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 500th goal. And the subsequent, you know, milestones that Sid's been hitting, including some of these incredible stats based on consistency, 
he's enshrining himself mm-hmm. on that on that Rushmore. It's happening. It's starting to become more widely said and and widely agreed upon by hockey fans, by sports fans. Also, I'm hearing more so in the modern age of sports. You know, Sidney Crosby and LeBron James's names are in the same sentence a lot of times. The fact mm-hmm. that one of them owns the other one's sports team is is neither here nor there. But really, I mean, look across all sports. Who Who's the baseball player? Who's the football player? The individual. You got Tom Brady, you know, in modern days, obviously, who's the goat of goats. I don't even know if I would compare Sidney Crosby to Tom Brady. I, w- I certainly would because I believe on the level of, of athleticism and, and, and success, but the amount of rings, you know, Tom and mm-hmm. LeBron, it maybe even, <laughs> it's, it's quite a conversation. Hockey's hockey's a beast of its own. And, and to have the kind of success that, a, that a player like Sid or, or Gino have had mm-hmm. in their, in their time is, uh, look, I, I don't know. All I know is that that was just, that was, I, I screamed screamed in my house when Gino scored that goal out of I really sounded like some other kind of animal when I screamed it was Ashley doesn't like it she's never gonna like it just when I think she's getting into the game and she's as hype about a game I let out my celebratory yells or screams and she gets a little uncomfortable and I and I'm sorry baby but I gotta I gotta just share this because I know this is something that a lot of you know listeners out there can relate to they're the mm-hmm. one who's the super fan in the household you lose your damned mind. I think it was Stone Cold Sid on Twitter basically told the exact same story I just told you. And I just retweeted it. And I was like, you got a surveillance camera in my house? And yeah. I actually, I got a nice gif in reply or jif. I can never say jif. I don't like it, but I guess it is jif. It doesn't sound right. I don't know why. Damned Weird. classes we took as kids that taught us how to pronounce a English, word. whatever. Well, yeah, it was it was quite the end to a game. It was incredible. I couldn't I couldn't even tell you what I sounded like because I couldn't hear myself. But the it building was, must have it was unreal. I, that's what you live for as a hockey fan. It's moments Oof. like that. Yep. And now that much closer. I hope to securing a playoff spot, but I ain't I won't be fooled again, as they say. Fool me once. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I'm not going to Rob Rossi tweeted something about that. Yeah, the math looking great for the Penguins. And I I actually, so many times when it's someone I, I'm buddies with and I'm not trying to like, but I did, I replied to it. I said, wait, wait, wait. Let's not even go there, Rob. I said, because, you know, this team, you're the one that I always quote as saying, when they show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Listen, they showed us the other night that they're going to blow a three-goal lead. I know yeah. we, I know I know it was a win. I'm this is not negativity. This is just this is realistic. game yes. Yeah. Being realistic. Yep. And that's something that you have to it's just one game at a time at this point. Uh, the, anything can change at any moment for the playoff picture and the Penguins are taking on Detroit in Detroit tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really all we as fans can mentally handle and maybe I'm just speaking for myself I don't know but yeah all I can focus on as a fan is what's happening tonight and my my Mm. assumption that I'm going to be working under for the rest of the season is that the Penguins will not make the playoffs but that will also make every game a whole lot sweeter for me to enjoy and if they do make the playoffs that'll be awesome 
but I want to be able to just focus on the matchup at hand and watch some hopefully really great hockey yeah. in the meantime and then see what ends up happening a couple weeks from now when the playoff picture is fully formed. And because it is, it's going to go back and forth and back and forth oh, and back sure. and forth. And we're going to be other game watching. And it was already happening yesterday with the Panthers. I couldn't help it. I had to watch. It, it does. It happens. And you know what? It's going to happen with me too. I'm it's wishful thinking saying that I'm just going to, you know, focus on the game at hand, but even that shootout when the the Habs had over the Sabres, it's like mm-hmm. that helps uh, secure Huge. things a little bit in its in Huge. itself. And um, you know, I I might have been Metzer on the post game after the Caps vic- the victory over the Caps, quoting John John Madden, the late the late John Madden, and it was something like Madden would say, "I hate the term must win." Because what is that supposed to mean? That the team's not playing again next week? Yeah. Like in the football sense. But here in hockey, I mean, we have almost as many games left in this tiny part of the stretch yep. as in an NFL team plays in, in three quarters of a season. So mm-hmm. yep. we have 10 or nine, eight, nine hockey games left. And every one of them is meaningful in about a thousand ways. Yeah. Even if you look at it simply from the perspective of we get to watch because, folks, Jordan just talked to you all about possibly even living under the assumption that the mm. team will miss the playoffs. If that were true, just as a thought experiment, if the Penguins were going to miss the playoffs and you actually knew that, which you don't, but if you did, would you elect not to strap in and watch Crosby, Malkin, and Latang suit up and hopefully kick ass? For the next couple of weeks, folks, oh, or yeah. or would you truly be so cynical or negative as to say, "Screw it, this team sucks." Ron Hextall sucks. We're n- no, come on, all right. Anyone who says that is just trying to protect themselves from being hurt, and yeah. that sounds that and sounds we'll dramatic. It sounds we'll give, yeah, yeah, we're it here sounds for you. like you know over the top. And I'm talking about a relationship and not a hockey team, but right. for real, that's exactly what it is. It's self-preservation. So you don't get mm. your hopes up and then feel disappointed because the team didn't meet your expectations. It it's okay. I've been there before, yeah. but yes, you're gonna, you're gonna root for them regardless. You're going to hope that they yes. make the playoffs, even if you're not willing to admit that to yourself. Right. And, and think, of Jordan, think of Jordan and I as your, your siblings for a second or your cousins or your real close. It's like, we're busting your chops, but we can relate. It's like, I've felt that way. I mean, there have been, how many games have there been? Two or three where I went on and said, they're not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You think those are the words that were in my mind? That's just what I tweeted. In my yeah. mind, I'm going through hell and high water emotionally in those moments. Hell and mm-hmm. high water. Yep. Great beer from 21st Amendment, by the that way. That is a good one. Watermelon, was it wheat? Yeah, summer summer week. I think it might be an IPA, but I don't remember. It is watermelon, though. Jordan, can we plug Necromancer for a second and just talk about the the amazing stuff coming out of there? What was mm-hmm. that beer that I had? And you know me, I don't drink a ton these days, but I I asked you for the the darkest beer you had on tap, and it was like a not super high ABV. It was like a black ale was- or a. Was it the export stout? It was either the the another planet or the black, the porter, but Oof. both Oof. very very light iterations of darker beers because they aren't as high ABV and they're 
a little bit more crushable. But yeah, all the beer that we have right now is top tier. It's very good. And wait a minute. Have we not done a podcast together since I saw you perform? I don't think we did. I think because I flew solo nope. the other day. Yeah, because I. Ooh, you killed it over at the. the heck asleep. Yeah. You killed it at Mr. Small's Funhouse the you. other night playing it solo. It was a good time. Really. Rocking the blazer it. from that, from the artwork of Unholy right. Ghost si- uh, single. And you, yeah, I, I, and of course you played that on Unreleased Jam. What's the name of that one again? Or Sunlight. we're not saying. We can, well, we can say it. Sunlight. Yep. That'll Folks, be, that'll be out in hopefully late May, early June. Yeah. If you haven't already checked out Noah Jordan, there's no H in Noah, N-O-A Jordan. Go out there and listen to Unholy Ghosts. That's a single uh, that Jordan just put out recently. I'm going to just embarrass you a little bit. But that oh, really great stuff and, and goes really well with a sweet win over the Red Wings. Ayo. Come on. Hoping. Come on, Pens. Yeah. 82 points to the Penguins' name. Still sitting in that second wild card spot. Seems like the Islanders are for real as far as holding on to that mm-hmm. top spot. I mean, they really, they played that classic stingy game against the Devils last night. Once again, I think that they won three to one at home at the at the data port at USB Arena, UBS. UBS, and yeah. Same, whatever, same thing. I mean, look, when you play next door to that much horsepower, the Belmont Stakes, mm-hmm. You're going to have a little, little, as Bork says, you get a little giddy up in there. Look, we're going to tease a couple things too. Our next podcast, if I have this correct, is going to feature a very special guest. Mm-hmm. I've never, I don't think I've ever officially announced guests in advance because I feel like it's bad juju. Mm. But you're going to want to hear our next podcast because it's a friend of the show and there's just nothing better than sitting down with this person. So we'll we'll go ahead and announce it as soon as we get the taping done tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna tape this one in advance and then and then we'll of course we'll be with you day of with a little bit of an update. But you got the Red Wings tonight. You know, they're a team that love to spoil. They're a team that can get at you, especially mm-hmm. in according to the journalists who go there all the time and have traveled there. One of the best arenas in hockey. I have never been to to Little Caesars, but it's supposed to be fantastic in there. Mm-hmm. I haven't either, but I've heard good things. And yeah, they're not a they're not a solidified team quite yet, but they're young and there's a lot of talent and Yeah. Yeah, any you know, it's just you you don't know which penguins team you're gonna get. So Never count ne- never bet against a Stevie C V Y team, a Steve Eisenman yep. team. Yeah, so true. Let's go but, pens. Hey, let's go pens. <laughs> <laughs>